Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday from the Mighty Networks World Headquarters here in Palo Alto, California. Uh, my name is Audra Lindsay. I am a community strategist here. I think a lot of you have maybe met me in some previous sessions or maybe you're new to Mighty Networks. Um, welcome first and foremost. Uh, today, we're really excited to do something a little bit different than what we've been doing. We're actually going to talk live to one of our Mighty hosts, which is somebody who runs their own Mighty Network. They're bringing their people together on our platform to support their business and their goals um, and the people that they serve. So we're very excited to welcome Lawrence McCahill here today. Lawrence, you can say hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm a real person. <laughs> As are all of our hosts. So it's really great to actually talk to you in person, not just in Mighty Hosts and, and other places. Um, so today we're going to do an interview with, with uh, Lawrence. It's going to be live. It's going to be off the cuff. We're going to dive into a lot of the different ways that he's using Mighty Networks uh, successfully to bring his people together grow his business, you know, really reach people in interesting and new ways. Um, so we're going to dive into that in just a minute. I would love for all of you, though, who are with us live, I see folks piling on there and the numbers growing. Say hello in the chat, please tell us where you're from. Uh, we'd love to hear more about you and what you're creating. If you're new to Mighty Networks or if you're just kind of looking for some inspiration today, um, we've got uh, my colleague Marnie, who some of you also know, she's going to be in the chat and answering your questions and capturing your questions questions in that ask a question section along the bottom. So the one thing I wanted to point out today is that this is not going to be a session about kind of technical details about how to use Mighty Networks or even, you know, some of our product roadmap stuff or how to do things on the platform. We're really going to be talking strategy and, you know, kind of uncovering through our conversation with Lawrence really kind of different and unique ways uh, that folks out there like you are using Mighty to bring their people together. So if you have technical questions, that's awesome, but please send them through our support channels or Marnie will capture and make sure you know the right place to put those. So without further ado, uh, Lawrence, I would love if you wanted to kind of quickly introduce yourself, share with us a little bit more about, you know, where are you in the world today? <laughs> and tell us about your Mighty Network and your business. It's called the Happy Startup School. Uh, and we can also drop a link into your Mighty Network as well into the chat. Cool. Well, thanks very much for inviting me on this call, first and foremost, and lovely to see people piling in from mainly North America, uh, where I'm not based. I'm, I'm based over, over the pond, the big pond um, in the UK, in England, and I'm about an hour from London. So we're on the coast, south coast of the UK, in a place called Brighton. So it's, I guess the nearest um, parallel would be somewhere like Portland in the US. It's kind of a bit bohemian. So a little small town. Uh, lots of quirky people, lots of creatives, lots of entrepreneurs, and hence we're based here, you know, not by accident. Um, so yeah, the Happy Startup School, we're a, um, more than anything, a community, a community of entrepreneurs who believe in business, not just for money, but for purpose, for happiness, for well-being too. So we've got a, an approach to business that goes against the grain. Um, we've been going five or six years now and really tried to explore different ways of looking at what a business looks like in this sort of modern age. And so, yeah, over the course of the last few years, we've built this community almost by accident. And I can uh, dig a little deeper into how that happened in this conversation, hopefully. Yeah, why don't you tell us more about kind of the origin story of how this started and how you came up with the idea for Happy Startup School or who inspired you to do this and really how it began. We'd love to hear that. So myself and Carlos, who set up the school, we are co-founders. So he's um, an old school friend of mine, actually. So we were in a, a business together Back in 2004, we set up a small design agency. Um, my background is in design. His is more in, well, actually, 
atomic physics um, and ending up in the, the same industry as me um, doing a technical role. So we ended up setting a small agency together and ran that for close to 10 years, helping lots of different types of organizations build their presence online. But more and more, we started working with a lot of entrepreneurs who wanted to build online businesses. And so we kind of morphed into what you'd call now a startup studio. So we'd help people bring their ideas to life and help them build their first product. And I guess the interesting thing was we'd always wanted to transition to more of a kind of product business. So we'd played around with ideas. We'd looked at companies like Basecamp who'd inspired us to transition to more of a product business away from service. Um, and actually the Happy Startup School wasn't one of those ideas. We played around with loads of other products. Nothing had kind of flown. And we really both had a need, I think, to to teach, to to share a lot of the stuff we'd learned working with people at that early stage of building a business. Um, and partly wanted to share our, I guess, our values or our, our opinions about how we think should things should work because we worked with a lot of people who to be honest were chasing the money and we were building things that didn't really have anything behind it other than that as the goal um and a bit of frustration there and to be honest wanted to find other people who were like us so i think that's where we started from not from oh this is a great business opportunity but actually we have a really strong need to connect with other people who believe in this kind of more human approach to doing business um and that has led us to today you know doing all sorts of things we probably never thought we'd have done at the beginning but have probably been well, I've definitely been way more interesting than what we were doing back then. <laughs> nice. Well, what I love about that is that people have clearly been the core of what you're doing in your business from the very beginning. And I like the way you kind of, it seemed to me, I guess, in what you were describing just now, you've transitioned from we wanted to share our expertise to we wanted to actually connect with people many to many. Um, so you did start to do that, right, with the Happy Startup mm -hmm. School. And you started with live events, like in-person events. Is that right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So we, yeah. we thought of ourselves as a school because it was in the name. So once we, it was one of those things where <laughs> we didn't really know what the business was going to be or the organization was going to be until that, like, aha, it's all in the name. Like, we were really obsessed almost at that point by what makes people tick at work. So, like, we were looking at different companies and people that had inspired us. So I talked about Basecamp and there was companies like Patagonia and Zappos and these kinds of companies that were doing business differently and kind of um, challenging convention to a certain extent. Um, so that was one thing. Yeah, we really wanted to share that. It was like we we're so passionate about this this kind of journey we were on. Um, but I think more and more, having built a business over the course of the years and helping lots of other people build theirs, we'd realized that um, there's lots of different ways of doing things. And what our advice might be to someone might not work for them. So whilst we wanted to teach, we found more and more we were connecting people who had experiences of you know launching new ideas, creative projects, businesses, whatever and giving them a platform to share their experiences and, and stories too. So that's kind of where we got to is more lots of peer-to-peer -peer support um, as well as mentors and, and so-called experts. But again, I could tell you what to do, but it might not work for you. So that's where we try and bring this more holistic approach to, to doing things. I love that. It's very much aligns with our philosophy as well here, which I'm excited about. We're always about, you know, let's get each other to share our stories and experiences in our communities and our many networks, but not necessarily um, expert advice. Um, yeah. So it's really good to hear that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you're building this together, kind of bringing people together. I know you were doing this in person, as you mentioned. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how you found mighty <laughs> yeah because um, i know you've shared this on medium very openly and in mighty hosts as well and in your blogs and other places so it sounds like it was a little bit of a journey once you decided to bring people together virtually right did you start with facebook yeah. and slack tell us yeah so actually i remember um 
um, I remember discovering Mighty Bell many years ago. Um, okay. I can't remember <laughs> that was part of a network on there um, around company culture. I remember um, at the time we were looking at other platforms that existed that were out there. Um, so in terms of our journey, yes, we started doing these in-person events, small meetups, small workshops in London where we were based at the time. Um, but then just started sharing a lot of this online through our blog um, and just sharing our thoughts on, on this kind of new way of doing things. And so that naturally led us to meeting people overseas, um, doing bigger events. So we do an annual summer camp where we bring a couple of hundred people together for a few days. And that the first time we ran that in 2013, um, there was a real need afterwards for people and us to stay connected with each other. And so we kind of thought, hang on, we don't want to wait another year to get together. This is crazy. We either do loads more events um, and burn out or try and explore other ways to to connect this community of people who, you know, who want to. It's almost like once you've had that experience of being together in the world world, you want to find more of that, whether it's in your town or online more regularly, you know, around the clock. So that was a kind of pull, I guess, rather than us saying, let's build this online community. Because to be honest, we'd built online businesses and products before. So the easiest thing for us to do would be to do that for ourselves. But we almost made a pact, me and Carlos, when we started the Happy Startup School to not um, be building software for a living because we've done it for 10 years. So yeah. um, again, going against the grain, people are like, why don't you just build your own thing? It's like, well, because have you ever seen a web, web designer's website? You know, they're never finished. Um, so that was that was one thing we thought, we're going to focus on what we're good at, which is um, curation and the kind of the brand and the community around it and leave you know, the the hard stuff, you know, the, the hard stuff that we've done for 10 years to someone else. And so we wanted to look for, I guess, a best of breed platform. And at the time, four or five years ago, that didn't exist. And we certainly hadn't found it. Um, and it was only after using Facebook and exploring Slack and those channels for a while that we kind of, I guess, worked out what we needed rather than trying to create something that, you know, we weren't sure what we needed. So, you know, I guess the, the product was evolving in terms of what we wanted to create. And then when we found Mighty Networks, or the latest version of it a couple of years ago, it just seemed to tick a lot of boxes because yeah, we had this kind of weird business model of doing um, an online subscription and um, events now, which it doesn't sound so strange for the people in the Mighty Host community, but certainly for a lot of other people like, what are you? You know, Are you an events company? Are you an online training company? Are you an app? You know, make your mind up. <laughs> um, <laughs> to find, a, I guess, a company with a mission that aligned with ours to build community in a meaningful way and um, to integrate all these different offerings felt like, you know, felt like it was at home. And for me, being a bit of a design geek, it felt really familiar. There was lots of things about Mighty Networks that I liked that it wasn't a huge, in my opinion, shift in terms of, you know, the the kinds of things that you would do on it. And so a lot of the um, functionality felt very familiar to other platforms. And so that was one appeal for me was I was confident that we could get people to come with us on this journey, even if there might be a bit of a, a bit of a bump to get there. Yeah. Well, so you did move folks around a little bit, which you're not alone. A lot of folks are doing this mm -hmm. or thinking about moving their group over. Um, was there anything in part of that process as you were moving folks over that you think worked well that you would recommend or anything that you wouldn't do again? I'm kind of curious. Um, so what worked well? I think one thing was really just being bold about this as a move that we were confident about. Um, and it was just a, a gut feeling for me, really, that I just felt this was the right move because um, I think the key thing is if you ask people, the classic line, if you ask people what they want, they'll say faster horses. Um, 
if you if we'd have asked people what they want, some people love Facebook, some people hate Facebook, some people love Slack, other some people hate Slack. You could add, say that for any tool out there. Um, I think the key thing is what do we want to create and how can we create our vision within this um, platform? And so that was one thing. We we're just like, no, we've, we're done with these other platforms. We can see the future and it's not these for us. And so that was one clear thing is like, we're going there. If you want to spend time with us and be part of this community, you know, um, online, then this is where you have to go to be part of it. And we'll support you in other ways if you can't. But, you know, we're going to be spending all our time here. We can't split ourselves across all these different channels because we also have WhatsApp groups for our different um, retreats that we run. Mm. And so to some extent, we were getting a bit overloaded with, you know, just social media noise. So that was one other thing was just a focus tool that you go on there and you're not distracted by pictures of cats or um, <laughs> whatever else you might be looking at. On Facebook. <laughs> um, uh, and so that was that was something else is like, actually, you know, we found lots of other people who want to get off some of these other tools. And so if we can create a uh, not just another group, but a really great community that's, you know, um, maybe small at the beginning, but, you know, really engaged. And that was what we wanted, not big numbers, but actually a, a, a small group of really engaged people. Um, so that was one thing. And I'd say the other thing was just researching what other communities had used Mighty Networks for. So looking at um, the Mighty Host community was great for us and still is great, but certainly at the beginning when we were starting, just harnessing that sort of knowledge pool of people, you guys obviously, you know, being really responsive to all the questions we had, um, as well as just all the great posts on there from people like Tara and other people who've, who are ahead of the curve in terms of what they're building with their communities. Um, so that was great. It's just such a great resource, I think. So definitely harnessing that because then you can see, okay, I can see where my community might fit into something that someone else has done rather than trying to start from scratch and make loads of mistakes that someone else has probably already made. So yeah, that was the kind of two things that we did. Um, one thing I think we probably should have done was host more um, webinars with our, or you know, calls, group calls like this with our, with our community, just to give them an idea of what was behind the hood, you know, more. Um, but we were so busy just kind of moving stuff over and just, you know, with our heads down a bit, we didn't really try and you know onboard people as as well as we could done on that frame but yeah that's probably the key thing that maybe we missed the trick on hmm. that's that's an interesting note i uh i do love what you said about really creating an intentional space where people are choosing to come and through that it actually creates a more valuable community even if it's a little bit smaller at first um yeah. i think that's really really key i've learned that as well when i kind of move folks over or launch something new it's like no this is this is where this is happening this is a dedicated space for this we're choosing to be here and it turns out the conversations are at least in my experience tenfold more interesting and people are being more yeah. vulnerable um which is really really fantastic um that's a good note i uh it's a good note so like host calls be open about the move kind of bring people together in real time maybe some virtual events as you're moving folks over for a new launch is that something yeah. you recommend yeah yeah, I mean, we used um, blogging as our main source to tell the story. So yeah, we mm. post on Medium and we shared that a lot with a Facebook group and the existing members. Um, but yeah, I would say it, for us, it wasn't like the existing tools that we've been using had worked amazingly well. So it wasn't, you know, like if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it type thing. There's no there was no reason for us to move if it was all great, but we knew that there was something missing, and so. Um, you know, number one, we're a paid community online, and and so that was one challenge. Is you know, not everyone wants to pay for a free tool out there, so that was one challenge for us. And mm -hmm. and two, we just had so many different things in so many places. You know, we had a platform with all our courses on and our archive of resources, 
we had the discussions happening in one place. You know, like I said, we have these other channels where people might have been part of an event and they can't. Um, yeah, they just go on WhatsApp, for example, and don't think of going on the platform. So yeah, that was just the focus. You know, it's what we preach at Happy Startup School is like, you know, do less and and try and manage your time better. And so yeah, to a certain extent, we weren't doing that ourselves. So this has definitely helped us on that front. Well, that's good. All right. So you mentioned subscriptions, which I think is mm -hmm. really important. So folks are opting in not only to just join your Mighty Network and go to this place to experience this thing, they're actually paying for it, correct? Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is great. We have a lot of folks who are looking to start making revenue and kind of making more money through subscriptions. Um, what have you learned to kind of be a key to kind of, I guess, that's my question is sort of getting people excited about the benefits that you're offering. So how do you how do you sell your mighty network? I guess is my question. Yeah. Kind of how do you what are the benefits that you're focusing on, or what have you learned? Kind of really works to get people excited about opting into not only opting in but opting in financially to join something. Yeah, um, it's a million dollar question, isn't it? It's something we're <laughs> yeah. still ironing we out. Are. Ourselves. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. I think the interesting thing is. You know, we, we've been exploring this question anyway, regardless of which which platform we use. So I think what we tried to do is say, how can we harness? You know, we, we're fully in on Mighty Networks. How can we harness this this platform to be able to, you know, help us achieve our goals? I think the bit we've been working on is this. You know, we've almost we almost do too much and can offer too many things, and we've been trying to work out what's the real value of it, what's, what's our real value proposition for this. And the th the thing that's come out for us recently is. I think accountability um a lot of people in our community are looking to drive something forward whether it, you know generally a business you know whether they're looking to start it grow it or even in some cases downsize or close it you know as we've found lately there's a lot of people who want to transition to a new business like we did um but there's also um yeah there's there's so that's one thing in terms of just thinking about like how do they how, how they do that and most of the people in our community are sole founders or solopreneurs so they find it really hard as we all do to you know stay accountable when you don't have a boss so um that's one thing i would say the support is the is probably the number one thing in terms of support can come in loads of ways but i think one of the things about our community that feels quite special is there's a, a match in values and so when people come to our events or they come to the community they almost just instantly their shoulders drop and they feel like they can just be themselves which is quite rare in some, certainly some of the business networks that we've been part of in the past and so that was one of our drivers when we started out was to create this um network of people that just didn't feel like it was a networking thing so like for people who hate networking almost <laughs> so um, <laughs> you need to network but most people hate it and so um we like to think of it as nice networking and so it, when you build these bonds with people which we try and um i guess kickstart through the the, the activities we do then people naturally can find ways to help each other and so through Mighty Networks, we use it in different ways for people to engage, to, like you said, show some vulnerability and ask for help and to share their knowledge too, because we've got a lot of smart people in the community who maybe come to get help, but actually realize quite quickly that they can offer help to other people. And so that's, again, like I said earlier, it's what we're trying to create is this kind of shared knowledge exchange where, you know, one time you're the mentor, another time you're the mentee, depending on where you're at and what you need from, you know, this, this next step. Mm-hmm. Well, that segues into a question that I that we already got from the folks who are here live that is kind of something I was going to ask as well, which is 
what's your secret sauce of kind of getting conversations started in your Mighty Network? Um, so kind of, do you have spe specific tactics or things that you do on a month to month basis to get people talking, mm -hmm. uh, get those kind of connections happening so that over time, hopefully, I, hopefully, you know, you're doing less work to introduce people and they're meeting each other through those conversation starters. Yeah. So we've experimented a lot. We definitely have. So we kind of took some of your advice in terms of, um, using questions and polls as a way to right. get people started out. <coughs> Sorry. So we, um, so that's one thing we still do. They're, they're great. Um, they're great to bring in new members. So like really small ways for um, new members or even busy people in the community to, to interact. So often provocative questions or polls just to get mm. people like rather a little bit um, is, are always good ones because, yeah, they might just click on the answer, but then they can't stop themselves from posting a, a comment. <laughs> <laughs> so always, I like exploring, that. <laughs> always exploring ways to kind of drive the passion in people. Mm -hmm. um, we... We've experimented a lot with Zoom. So we use Zoom for our kind of member calls. And we, um, I've struck on a couple of things lately. So one is we call them campfire conversations. So they're themed calls around a particular topic where we get, um, and again, this is us trying to bring our kind of real world events into Mighty Networks um, just by calling it something fancy. <laughs> um, I like it. A, yeah. It's all about branding, it's a warm, right? A warm, warm, cozy Zoom call. Yeah. Um, encourage people to get their blankets and their, and their um, cups of cocoa. <laughs> So that's one thing we do is we have these campfire conversations every other week and they are typically driven by one of our members. So it's one of those things we've got people looking out for interesting comments or discussions that are happening and go, oh, that would make a good campfire. And so we've had uh, recent ones on pricing, on um, we've got one coming up on productivity. Um, and it's kind of like a 20 minute almost talk and um, piece of a knowledge bomb and then um, like 30 to 40 minutes Q&A. <coughs> the other thing we do is hot seats. So we have a chance for members to share a challenge, which is a short video call, mm. up, to, up to two minutes. Really, we do this on our retreats, um, sometimes on the mountain, sometimes on the beach, but typically somewhere outdoors where people can just kind of go, okay, I've got this thing. It's been on my mind. I want to share it with the group and get, you know, in the events, maybe 20, 25 people feeding back to them or asking questions. Um, so we try to bring that to the community and give, you know, record these short videos, put them out. To the community which is a really nice way for people to get to know the person behind the the kind of uh, the question i guess rather than just a, a few words but actually get them to express it in in their own words and yeah just to build connections because you never know who's going to be listening and the kind of uh, overlap between between those things so those are things that really work um what else do we do win wednesdays so we get people to share their sort of celebrate their wins throughout the month I don't know if I can say this, F up Fridays um, to celebrate the failure too. I like it. <laughs> yeah. um, which is always good because I think it's just an offloading of like all the bad stuff. Often it's us, <laughs> but we, we get lots of other people too. But um, again, it's for us to kind of be part of it and not just uh, expect other people to step up and share their, share their bad days. Um, yeah. What else? I wrote a couple of other things down. Um, Oh yeah, so we have um, so we have lots of people who we've met over the years who want to offer their time to support the community. So um, serial entrepreneurs, VCs, like people we've met on this journey, who want to give back and love what we do and want to be part of it. So we offer some free office hours for them, and that's something else we use through the Mighty Networks. Is people can come on as a new member and then booking a call with someone who's you know like maybe 10, 20 years ahead of them, and just learn from them. And so that's a nice thing that we can offer now. So we yeah, kind of experimented with lots of different things um, and some have stuck, some haven't, but 
yeah, we're, we're always kind of looking at what other people have done and seeing what we can learn from that too. Yeah, what I love about this, there's two things that kind of, uh, kind of sparked for me when we were sharing your engagement strategies. One is that there's something about consistency here, right? So you guys have committed to doing something regularly, the Zoom calls, the Wednesday wins. Uh, have you learned that that really kind of helps your work or helps you kind of find out over long term what's working and what's not? Like you're giving it some time basically and consistency? Yeah, both for us and them. And, yeah. And so we have, a reg we have a monthly content calendar, which we, loosely theme but we do have a theme which helps us to be able to pinpoint like what are the conversations we want and um, we want to kick start the community um and we also do regular webinars each month too which can be you know a thought leader or um expert in a certain area so we try to like plan as far in advance as we can both to manage our time but also to mm -hmm. get the best people in to be part of those things but also for the community to know what's coming up um like so someone says, you know, why should i stick around it's like well we've got all this stuff planned out for the next six months you'd be crazy not to so that's that helps us um so yeah the, the content calendar we use trello for that um um you can share the post i did maybe once where i shared actually a screen grab of that um about. Uh, okay yeah we'll take a look at that uh um, Oh yeah, and then the other thing I was gonna say is that you're, it sounds like what I loved is this, you're modeling, right? So not only are you guys asking questions, the hosts in the community, you're actually being vulnerable yourselves, right? So you yeah. are kind of modeling the conversations and behavior that you want your members to, to be having, um, which I really love. Um, did you, have you kind of, did you notice a shift when you started doing that or were you kind of always doing that, I guess? Yeah, we kind of overshare, I think. That's yeah, <laughs> that's good, that's good. Um, yeah. It's it's one of the things that makes our events work, um, particularly our retreats. We meet myself and Carlos are always there. We host it, we facilitate the week and we're part of the group. We're not like outsiders going, go on you guys, you go off and like do your thing. And we're just kind of going grab a bite to eat. You know, we're really, um, we're business owners. We're, we're, you know, we need this community as much as they need us. So that's one thing is it's something we've done. We do naturally anyway, um, on a small scale, at some of our meetups, but on a bigger scale at some of the bigger events we do. And so we know that, you know, vulnerability is the key to connection, really. If I'm going to stand on stage and look like I know it all and point to my clever keynote, then no one's going to really connect with me. They might think I'm clever and, you know, they want to learn from me, but they're not going to think I'm necessarily someone they want to spend time with because they'll just, you know, think I'm a bit smarmy. So, um, yeah, we found that real, when you talk to business owners or anyone who's doing anything worthwhile, you know, the conversation you have over dinner, over coffee is way more valuable than the one you have when they're on stage showing, you know, how great they are. But, Everyone struggles in different ways. Everyone's got a story to tell. So that's the bit we're really interested in. And that's where, when people let their guard down, interesting things start to happen. So that's a leveler for us. Like we can have, you know, someone who looks like they've made it all, but then they tell the story about building their business and, you know, they were dying inside or something. You know, there's never, mm. never like a straight line of success. So, you know, because we're the happy startup school, we're not just obsessed about building businesses. We're, we're interested in, the people behind them and what makes them tick and how you get that balance between doing good and um making money and actually staying sane and well at the same time so so yeah those things are things we've tested out in the real world and our goal has always been to try and bring as much of that goodness to to our mighty network so yeah trying to create that culture really which i guess is at the heart of any of these things is knowing what mm -hmm. how you want people to interact in online and Lots of people think the internet's a bad thing, but if you can make it meaningful, then surely it's a good thing. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, I wanna talk a little bit about a specific thing that you're doing in your Mighty Network with, with courses. 
So we launched courses about almost a year ago, which is kind of crazy, um, which was the beta version. Uh, but we've added a lot more since then. It's a part of Mighty Business, which hopefully some of you kind of have already explored. Um, but I would love to know how you're using courses to continue offering more value to your members. So not only those conversations, the support, the mentorship, which I really love, um, how are you kind of organizing resources or offering training in your Mighty Network virtually? I'd love to hear more about that. So we, so yeah, was it a year ago? I remember moving over to it. So yeah, it does, yeah. It's, it's, you're probably right, but yeah. Last um, summer, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we had some online courses already on other platforms. And um, to be honest, we haven't um, put all of our archive over to Mighty Networks. We've got two or three courses on there now. Our main one, which is our Purpose and Profit program, which is like a four week course, a 12, 12 lesson program. Um, and we've, to be honest, our big plan for the year is to create a whole load more new courses using the courses function of Mighty Networks. So we've been playing around with it really, experimenting as is our style and just exploring like what's the right, um, what's the right level of involvement from us and how do we find the right pricing to make it worthwhile for us too. And also just seeing what the engagement's like. So <clears throat> yeah, we wanted to put one or two on there just to see how that worked. Um, and the good thing is it's, it's, it's working. I think it's just for us to explore how we can um, not confuse people when they come. Cause some people are coming for the community some people are coming for the courses. And so we're trying to find that sweet spot where everyone gets what they want without thinking, oh, nice thing over there, you can get lost. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you upsell folks into your, just generally kind of within your business model, do you upsell folks into courses or do you use them as sort of a way into learning more about the Happy Startup School? So all our courses are included in the cost of membership. Okay. Um, so some people come to, and we do, sell, we do sell them separately. So some people come to us thinking, oh, I wanna, I wanna buy the course and then they see that it makes sense to become a member. Um, whereas other people join as a member and go, oh, there's some courses and they start to take them on that journey. Um, the challenge we faced is we have quite a diverse community. So um, it's not as simple as everyone's joining with a similar need at the same stage and they want to go from A to Z. Um, we have people who are starting their business really early stage, sometimes even in a job looking to do something, but they're not quite sure. So they're kind of finding their feet, exploring ideas. Um, lots of people who've maybe put something out there and thought, oh God, this is hard and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have any people who do this around me. So they need a community around them and they need um, lots of support and guidance and certainly help around what not to do. Um, and then lots of people who just either want to grow their business or um, explore different opportunities. So whether it's side projects, um, maybe they've worked in a business for 10 years like we did and they want to do something different and they thought actually I, can't, I don't want to be here in 10 years I want to do something with my experience in a more meaningful way so that's the kind of challenge is like trying to create this learning journey which we've been working on at the moment which is almost a core curriculum that we have but allowing people to be able to dip in and out of it depending on where they're at on that journey and you know even if you're like 10 years in you might want to revisit the reason you started your business because that's the thing that will give you the energy for the next 10. So, so yeah, those are the kinds of things we're working on right now. Very cool. Uh, okay, so we had a question from the folks here. I don't, we can, we can try this out live if you'd be willing, Lawrence. We had some folks who were wondering if you could screen share with us and share, and share with us kind of a quick kind of look inside your Mighty Network. Do you think that's possible? Yeah. Um, and the screen share button is... I'm not something we planned on, but we can try this. No, no, no. I'm a good, I like I'm a good it. ad-libbing. This is, this is, this is what we do. Um, okay. So yeah, let me bring it up. Oops. 
Yeah. Um, okay. I know it's 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 great to talk about this. It's really really fun to see it in practice. We have some visual learners here in the chat as well. I can see. So um, this is where we need the kind of background music, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but keep the questions coming, folks. As we're coming. does that work? Can you guys see that? Yes, I can see it. Okay, so awesome. um, we love green and yellow. If you can't tell already, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, we have um, we have uh, what do we have? So the key thing, obviously, discussions. So we share posts. People ask questions. The usual kind of stuff that you would get in any in any network um, promoting this session, um, promoting our events. If I go to events, you can kind of see the kinds of things coming up. Um, just taking a while to load, but yeah, this is generally a mix of there you go, promoting you guys and me. Um, <laughs> so actually, this one thing I didn't mention: these deep work co-working sessions. So this these are weekly sessions we're running where anyone can come online, and it's. I don't know if you guys have ever been uh, familiar with the Pomodoro technique where you spend sort of 25 minutes working on one focused task um, using a sort of tomato timer, uh, tomato timer, sorry. <laughs> um, and yeah, we did them for two hours. So this is basically a way for members to go online and we use Zoom, we're going to breakout rooms and people work on their own thing, but they, get it, they gather at the beginning and at the end and go, I'm gonna work on this thing that I've been putting off for the last however long and share it with the group and kind of a bit of accountability and then gather together at the end of the call and just say, did you do that thing you said you were going to do? Um, <laughs> and they're working really well because, like I said, we're all bad at managing our own time and those things I are working it. really well. Um, this is the next campfire conversation I told you about, which is um, how to design your ideal week, which is run by some community members. Um, like I said, you can book a mentor um, session with any of our, our mentors. So, you know, we've got a diverse mix of like social entrepreneurs, um there's a vc there there's people who've run different types of businesses um and yeah again it's a nice way for people to see who's come to our other gatherings and a way for them to um be able to book to, and we you know we don't we, we actually have a direct calendly link using one of these account um accounting uh, appointment tools so they can oh, literally book, that's how you do it okay yeah so they can literally book in a call there and then we didn't want it to be email them or like you know ask us or we want it to be really simple so we've made them all set up a calendar page um and that's been really good because yeah people just fast track by asking someone who's way ahead of them you know a question which they can help with um yeah. topics is one for us so we we've used topics to be able to obviously sort the content we've got but also fast track people to some of the stuff so uh, we have courses which are more in depth but the online classes are, tend to be like a really short sort of one hour online class that we have um, and so that's why we created as a topic and so we use um, topics as a way to sort of navigate to a lot of this content because we start to build this big archive of content and we want to make it as easy for people to find so I've done classes on blogging uh, we've had other people run ones about um, being an empathic leader creating a great landing page you know pitches and all this stuff so quite a mix of different types of, of classes we also use topics for member spotlights like you guys do. So we focus each month on a member and do an interview with them. And that's been really good for us too, to again, build some rapport and understanding between members. Um, and so we try to get a diverse mix of people within the community and just dig deep into their businesses and what they're, what they're looking to do. Yeah, uh, and we have a template for these. If you guys are curious about 
Uh, member profile stories, Marnie can drop that in. It's one of my favorite engagement strategies, Lawrence. I'm so glad that you all are using it. Um, yeah. Really nice way to shine a light on your members and tell their stories. I also want to point out how much I love the way you're using little emojis to brand the different types of content in your network. Yeah. It's subtle, but it looks so great in the title. I think we might have stolen that one from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. um, so yeah, quickly the other stuff. We just we're bringing a lot of the videos and talks from our, our summer camp too. So we film all the talks we have done for the last five years. So again, trying to bring some of the um, some of the magic of the events we do and bring that to the online community. Even if people don't go to them, they can feel like they're connected to it. And I think that really helps to. Um, yeah, I guess it's a two-way street, really. Those that were there get to go see it and go, oh, wow, I remember that talk and it was great. And people that weren't feel like we're a real sort of community, not just an online community. And that's, I think, a nice, there's a lot of trust there because people can see us in action and see that, you know, there's a lot of things that happen there. Even if they live in India and they can never get to England, yeah. the fact that they can feel part of that just by sort of clicking on our, our Mighty Network. So, so yeah, that's kind of where... We've used topics to be able to sort of segment this information. And then we have things like top books across different categories or webinars and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I love it. Great way to keep things cool. organized. Uh, and I was curious around kind of topics and how you plan out your engagement strategies. Do you, how do you, do you kind of, how do you uncover what your members want to talk about, I guess? Like, do you use your members? Do you kind of like send out a poll or do you ask them, you know, what do they want to get out of this? And does that help you guide what you're creating or the topics that you're setting up? And of that yeah so um actually when we first started we used topics more as a way to sort the kind of categories of content so it'd be like branding mm -hmm. marketing leadership um but then we found more and more it was um as that was fine at the beginning because it was like curated content but then as more people started to post discussions and post you know top um, questions and things under those topics then all the kind of i wouldn't say good stuff but all the stuff that you know the archive of content got lost so that's kind of why we used it in a different way lately. Now okay. we've got much more engagement in the platform. But um, yeah, we, we talk to our members a lot. We, we're going to be actually crafting a, a new sort of member survey and, and interview soon just to kind of check in with people because um, we're trying to, I guess, learn from the people that use it the most and get the most value from it. And you know, then it's about finding more of those people. Um, yeah. and like, because our community is quite diverse and lots of people love the vision of it, um, really pinpointing like who's the people that need it the most and, and want to spend the time to invest to um, get the most out of it because we found just like at our events those that give the most get the most and so you need to see it as an investment in time to be able to achieve the thing you want to do and commit something to that. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's spend a few minutes just talking about some tactical things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've got some kind of features that I know that you're using in a few interesting ways. I'd love for you to share. Like, we've got a Zapier integration that lets you kind of connect to other services you're using in your business. I'd be curious how you're using that if you're using it. Um, and also, kind of, how you think about measuring success in your community, I guess. So, are you kind of looking month over month at um, your analytics or how people are interacting with each other to make better decisions going forward. I'm just kind of curious on a couple of those friends. Yeah. Yeah. So Zapier, we do use, um, Carlos is probably the best person on the tech side of things. Cause I kind of go a bit blank when I start to look at integrating. <laughs> and everything like that. But, um, I do know we do use it for, um, with Slack. Um, so mm. Slack, I think MailChimp, um, what else? Uh, there was one other one. 
Do you have a newsletter? Do you have a newsletter with your Mailchimp? Is that right? Yeah, that you, so we've yeah. got we've got quite a sizable mailing list. So that's one thing is um, in terms of a goal for us is to like to get more people who are following us to to sort of be part of our uh, mighty network. Um, so, but there's also like we have an onboarding sequence of emails that go out to members. So mm. um, it's probably like a week's worth of emails that go out. Again, trying to highlight the value and give people small ways to interact with. It. Actually, one thing we've done recently was. Um, I think we sent like one or two emails at first at the beginning um, when we first launched it, but I think we just had too much content in it. So we're saying, here's all the things you could do with the Mighty Network. You could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And then people just didn't click on anything because there's too many options. So we've broken it down into like a daily pulse where it's just like, you know, did you know you could like book in a call with one of our mentors? Just do that thing. And then the next day would be something really similar. Like rather than just take our course, it would be, you should try a purpose and profit program. Here's a link to the first lesson. Just go check it out. And so, you know, small mm. ways to get people to to move towards getting engagement rather than overloading them with like value and then they just end up doing nothing. Um, so yeah, yeah, using MailChimp has been yeah a need for us to sort of integrate that with our mighty networks. Um, there was one other I can't remember now in terms of oh Google Docs as well. So yeah, spreadsheets. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, we're trying to. I guess streamline how things work because we also have payment taking place elsewhere. We use um, a payment gateway, Chargebee, for our for our payments. Um, partly because we had lots of people on our membership anyway before we joined Mighty Networks, um, and at the beginning it allowed us to just play around with pricing a bit. So, so yeah, we kind of got all these a whole suite of tools which we can integrate with our Mighty Network, which is great. Um, Nice. The other question was, remind me again about success. Oh, that. analytics. Yeah. Oh, like how do you it, yeah. measure success? Yeah. So I think engagement rate is is one of them. I guess, like I said, we want to, you know, we can look at numbers and say, you know, we want to grow our numbers in terms of like members, but, you know, members with no engagement isn't great because they're just going to drop off and not not renew their subscription. So um, engagement is, is a um, strong metric for us. So in the analytics, uh, I think it's about, 75% engagement rate, which I can't remember exactly what that means. I think it's whether they've engaged in the last 30 days. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's it's pretty high, I think. Um, and again, it's a small network. So as we grow, I'm sure we'd struggle to maybe get to that figure. But um, that's a goal for us is to make sure everyone's engaged. And engagement, you know, not everyone's going to be engaged in the same way. But, um, you know, we want people to feel like they're getting value and that, you know, there's, I guess, like you said before, there's consistency. They're not kind of binging and then we don't see them for six months but they're committing to this community and each other on, the, on that journey um i guess top post has been useful to see what what um what articles or what um posts that we put out or, or members put out are, are getting most engagement and um yeah that's obviously interesting to see like you know when we think about what people want from it um so i guess those are the key things really like looking at what engagement is like and looking at what content people are engaging with um and yeah, I think the other thing for us is trying to delegate more of the the roles within the community to, you know, like the the all stars, you know, the people that are already contributing quite a lot. So that's kind of another piece for us over the next few months is looking at more ambassadors within the community, and giving people something to do and making them feel like they can be part of it. And that's one of the things that came back the last time we did a survey was people saying, "Look, we just even though we make it very welcoming, giving them permission and and almost things to contribute rather than just expecting that they'll do it themselves." Um, and then people have a, a thing they do and feel more connected to the community that way. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we want to get to. 
I love that. Well, speaking of things that you're working on, uh, we'd be just curious to know what are some of your goals for not only your Mighty Network, but your business kind of looking ahead through the rest of 2019? You know, what are you hoping to accomplish kind of by this time next year, I guess? <laughs> well, this is the coaching yeah. session, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the fence. Um, I mean, the interesting thing is because we do events, we kind of go between like having big plans for the mighty network and then doing loads of stuff and then having to kind of you know focus more on the event side of things so um i would say we always want to make anything we do great so we've got a big retreat coming up in june in the alps um this will be our fifth year of running that um we've got our summer camp which will be our seventh year of running that in september and that's at the moment we're looking at curating the people to come to that speakers and and people to run workshops and activities and so yeah we start to get excited about now um, and so that's, you know, just not kind of always thinking what's next, but actually let's just focus on our core business, which is delivering those things really well and obviously providing value for our members in the short term. But saying that, we'd love to grow our, our community, uh, Mighty Network community. I think we've spent the last 12 months or so really experimenting. And so we didn't want to just focus on marketing and growth when we hadn't really nailed down what the value, like I said, the value proposition was. So, yeah. Kind of reaching out more now is, is our need, I think, to go to other people's events to tell the story more, um, which we did at the beginning. Um, but I think in the last couple of years, we've been kind of head down, focused on making all these pieces of the pie tied together. Um, so, so yeah, like we're booked into some speaking gigs in the next couple of months. And just, yeah, it's quite refreshing going to other people's events when you run your own. <laughs> you don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah. something breaking or like someone not, you know, doing something. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty like if you're a chef, you People always say no one wants to cook for a chef, but they probably are happy with anything because they'd have to do it themselves. Um, so yeah, that's that's one thing. And I guess we're looking at more working with a lot more leaders as well. So we meet a lot of people in our community and outside who love our mission, love what we're doing, but aren't startups anymore and aren't sure how they fit into it. And so we've been doing a lot more um, exploration around that. So for example, our altitude retreat, we get a lot more kind of. C-level people, people who maybe a few years into their business, um, even leaders of teams, who are people from the UN and all sorts of people who come to those things who aren't necessarily startup but have so much to offer. And so, yeah, working with more of that caliber of people in mastermind groups and, and different um, sort of settings to be able to learn from them, help each other, and hopefully bring some of that back to the, the online community too. And that's, to be honest, some of the, a lot of the mentors we've got on the online community are people we've met at these retreats who, like I said, want to give back. So seeing it, sort of tying this whole, almost like an ecosystem together from, you know, coming out of college to, you know, retiring and you're, you're in wherever. I love it. Oh, good stuff coming up for you. Mm. All right. So Marnie, I know she's been capturing questions or folks who are online right now. Do you have any more questions for Lawrence? I know we're almost getting to time, but we've covered a lot of good stuff. Um, if you have a few more questions, pull them in. I'm going to double check here oh, as well. Someone was asking about courses I saw earlier. I don't know if they wanted to see mine or they were just asking. Yeah. About. Would you be willing to kind of give us a quick tour of courses yeah, too? Yeah, let's show you. Yeah, just right. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, am I still going to open? Okay. I'll just show you the purpose and profit one. It won't take long. Um, is that showing up? <clears throat> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, we just got three uh, three or four courses on there now. Purpose and Profit Program, which is our main one. Our Canvas, which is our tool used to help startups get started. Um, and then a couple of other courses from, again, some of our 
mentors and teachers. So again, that's a goal for us. Like we have so many people we've met over the last five years who come to our events and and teach different things around business, but in a really sort of more human way. And so selling authentically, being one of them, building an empathic business, these kinds of things. So yeah, our goal is to build more of these into the the mighty networks as we go forward. Um, Purpose and Profit program, you'll probably see my view because I'm the host, but you'll get a sense of what we're trying to do here. Um, so yeah, we have different, the four Ps, we call them are the happy startup, passion, purpose, people, and profits. Um, and under each one of these, we have a, a lesson. Um, so there's kind of an intro where myself and Carlos um, do a video, tell people what it's about, and then we break it down into these different topics. Um, and each one, again, has uh, a video it has i'll take you into one so you can get a sense of what about there's a video some backup um uh, sort of text to explain what's going on and then there's definitely there's the worksheets and there's um supplementing videos and and reads and stuff like that so what we Beautiful. try to do i guess is always try and make things fun try and make learning as fun as possible try and bring some of the stuff we do at the events into the courses so again bringing some of the like we film these short little videos with mentors at the summer camps like one two minute gems of wisdom and capture those and then put them in the online course so trying to make that interaction feel human rather than just someone sat there you know on a zoom call which is fine but it's still nice to bring to get that blend yeah yeah that's the it's sort of i think of it as asynchronous right ongoing conversations and then the real-time stuff that really draws people in as well. You got to do a mix of all of it, I think, to really make it work is what I've learned. It sounds like you're doing the same. Um, yeah. yeah. Someone I know called it high tech, high nature. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, oh, yeah. Somebody asked earlier if they could see your shirt and it looks oh, okay. really cool. Yeah. It's a, brand, oh, it's, a, it's a brand called Gather, Gather Outdoors. They're a UK kind of um, uh, well, clothing company, but they've got a really great blog and, and mission. So gatheroutdoors.co.uk, maybe. Um, nice. I don't get any commission, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've always struggled with that. I never was chatting to somebody at Mighty Networks about this kind of blended business. I don't think there's a name for it yet, but we, like I said, have been through this identity crisis, but really it's actually, we, we love tech, you know, backgrounds in tech and making things online, but we also love being outdoors and connecting with people. And I don't <laughs> think those things need to compete. You know, they can complement each other. So, um, so yeah, I think so too. And that's why I love what you're doing with these in-person gatherings and retreats. You mentioned Tara McMullen earlier. She does this as well. She sends her folks to, they go to Montana every summer. <laughs> um, and I really like that. We, I don't know if you, uh, some of you may have been in Gina's session, uh, recently, and we've been talking about what we call experiential commerce, which I think is very much kind of what you offer as well. Uh, Lawrence, some, you know, you're selling and creating experiences for people, not just yeah um things i guess yeah. you could say and it's a new world and we're very excited to be supporting creators like you who really are thinking about their business as having a purpose as yeah. far as bringing people together um so that's been really really exciting to learn um okay. yeah all right i'm gonna check i think there might be one more question here oh this is a good one what's your posting schedule in your mighty network so kind of what does that calendar look like i guess um so <laughs> We try to split it up a bit. So we have probably about one um, online video a week. So that could be a campfire conversation, could be a webinar. Carlos has started to do a regular podcast too, like 20-minute podcast exclusively for community members where he digs deep into people. So, yeah, there'll be one sort of interactive, well, like, you know, audio, visual experience online. Um, 
and then yeah posts throughout the month so like we would have like a win wednesday on one week we might have the f up fridays on another week um trying to bring some of the content from our archives into into that too um do you want me to bring up, i could bring up a trello board if you wanted but it might not be that interesting but i can i think you guys have shared the, the uh, post anyway. i think we did share the link yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> we kind of like tag all our content according to different types of media and so yeah trying to get a pulse of that across the month mm -hmm. um but again as we're getting more and more engagement and more members joining then some of that stuff we can actually take back a bit because we don't need to sort of you know kickstart discussions as much so yeah doing it more where there's a need rather than it needing sort of that kickstart in the yeah. engine so much um so yeah th those are the kinds of things um and actually like i said trying to pass those things on to other people so maybe someone else is re responsible for running the campfires and and uh you know these things yeah. Oh, that's great. And ha and you mentioned a little bit about this, your sort of moderators or your members who are really excited and to contribute. How do you kind of, I guess, do they come to you first and ask if you want, if, you know, if, if they can do more or do you go to them first and say, hey, would you like to volunteer to sort of, you know, be a moderator and help us with all of this? No, I think it, for us, it needs to be a habit that people are already in because uh, yeah. know, like we've met loads of great people on this journey that we'd love to be on our mighty network more but some of them just they don't do tech or they're just too busy or whatever so like you know it's really looking at like who are the people that are just great who we trust implicitly and who are already i guess exhibiting the behaviors that we want to see in, in the community and they're basically role models anyway and we just need to give them more permission to, to do more of that stuff yeah um because i think they need to need it and like i said rather than just they they come in because it's a job but actually this is something that they they really value and they're kind of hooked into it, you know, they're kind of bought into the whole thing. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, yeah, it makes it easy because we, as we know, someone might want to do something, but if they don't feel the, if they don't just have the motivation or time to do it, they won't get around to it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. that's important for us. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, one more question that came in that I really like, what kind of, what led you to decide to choose to kind of follow a paid model for your mighty network versus a free model and keep it kind of open and public? I guess it's this is our business really like myself mm. Carlos and the team we're not you know we don't have a business elsewhere doing other things this is this is what we do so it's like our time is valuable we want um I guess for the for the the work we do and the the things we offer we found that when people pay for something they value it more um and again this is for our community I'm sure it's very different depending on what your model is and what you're looking to do some people want to build a audience and then um you know upsell to the courses for example but for us we wanted people to commit and so that for us was putting some money down so that they you know valued our time and the time of the people putting this together but also they themselves valued their time so that they would not just sign up to something and just forget about it so mm -hmm. i think that's why at the beginning the engagement rate's been pretty high because people think before they jump on and then when they're on to actually think about this is this needs to be worth my while so i need to invest time in it um yeah but also we had we had that model in place before we came to mighty network so we'd kind of proven it to some extent already um and yeah i think the other thing is we ha we have some people who come into our community who just want to support it so they come in and then you know they wouldn't say the most engaged but they just want to be part of something and want to feel like they're they're contributing they want it to exist and so yeah you know, they're happy to support us in some way more like a patreon model rather than just like i'm paying for me i'm paying for other people to get this so people who want to give back or who've come through our community over the last few years who want to yeah see other people come through because startups don't have much money as i'm sure you've seen and so um we're trying to create a model that's you know works for everyone in different ways 
Yeah. And, and, and from, quick, one quick thing I'd say is we, we put oh. an, awful lot, lot, an awful lot of stuff out there for free. So we have a big mm. following on Medium. We write loads of blog posts. We do free webinars. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we have a different model to so maybe some other people. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And along those lines, you know, you were saying when people pay up to join something, they're a lot more committed. They're bringing a lot more to the table. Have you had any problems with bad actors, I guess, in your many network? Or have you had to kind of uh, remove anybody. We had that yeah. Come up. yeah. Um, no, weirdly, no. Um, and to be honest, this, this, we find this at our events too. It's almost people self-select when they, they come across, mm -hmm. you know, our brand and the way we, the way we talk. Um, so yeah, touch wood, <laughs> not so far, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm sure as we grow, um, I mean, it's one of those things people know when it's something's not for them. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess, if some, we've had some members come on for a month and think, yeah, this is great, but it's not, not right for me, that's fine. But yeah, in terms of having to send in the virtual security guards, no, we haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I've had yeah. the same experience, to be honest, even in public Mighty Networks that I run. Um, it's been really encouraging to see how people self-select when you're really upfront you know, in yeah. your language, in your landing page, in your welcome messages and all of that, just who this is for, what it's for, like folks, if it's not for them, they're not even gonna bother, which I've, no. I've learned. I've been very surprised and encouraged by that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say if anything, the, the only slight challenge has been when there's times where people have shared and there's been things that you think, oh, actually, we need to be in a room together talking about this stuff, not like, you know, containing mm. some of the challenging conversations people might have. Um, but we've worked our way through that. And so that's that's been an interesting learning, I guess, in terms of, you know, when you're sat around a campfire, it's a lot easier to know that someone's safe and sort of can manage that. But I think online, it sometimes can be harder. So just checking in with people to make sure they get what they need from this. Yeah, digital campfires, uh, virtual campfires still work as well. I think encouraging people to be vulnerable is yeah. fantastic. So um, thank you, Lawrence. I can't believe we've, we've already talked for a hour. Lots of fantastic <laughs> comments here. Thank you all for joining us. I can't believe we had so many folks join us live today. Um, this is great. We, you know, we're gonna share. I'm gonna bump up some of Lawrence's and feature some of your stories and posts that you've shared in, in Mighty Hosts as well. Um, if we can drop that link into Mighty Hosts, you know, as Lawrence mentioned earlier, it's a fantastic community uh, for people like you, for hosts like Lawrence, like me, who are all in there sharing our ideas and stories. I'm learning a lot from what all of you are sharing, especially if you're new to Mighty Networks or you're thinking about kind of new ways to engage your members. Um, go in there, tell us what you're working on, use it as a strategy support team. Um, and we'll also kind of share, I'll kind of make sure I'll surface some of the fantastic things that Lawrence has shared as well in the past about his network. And Thank you all. If you came in late or if you want to share this with anybody, the recording is going to be right here. Um, uh, so you can come back to it. We're also going to publish this video into Mighty Hosts as well. Um, so you can find it in there pretty soon. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today. If you all want to know more about Mighty Networks um, or about Mighty Business and some of the features and things like courses that Lawrence talked about, um, we can also kind of drop that link in there and Marnie can share more about Mighty Business and all of the stuff that's that's cap that's possible, I should say, that you're capable of doing. Um, and Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll be doing more of these interviews too, everybody. This is not not the only one. So look for more announcements. And yeah, thank, thank you, you again. Yeah, have a good evening, Lawrence. <laughs> Thanks for thank ending you. your day with us. <laughs> okay, take care, everyone. All right, all.